Hello everyone, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. Hope you're all well wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Today I'm going to be speaking to Rachel Bourne about her life in music. But first, let's play this video. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fine. We, we've spent a little while trying to get this uh, interview together, haven't we? Yes. You know, we've been like passing ships in the night. Yes, but we're here. We're here. We're <laughs> definitely here. Um, Rachel, and you're, you're one of these people that have done the whole TikTok thing where you, you sing along to, to people playing various uh instrumentals etc what what started you down that path i'm always curious yeah it's it was a lot of everyone telling me i should be on tiktok um and that that's right. where some real exposure can happen um so i tried for, uh, for some people not for me so far not yet but i kind of gave up and i need to get back into it like it was during covid and i had the time um, and I, I was doing duet videos. I was doing my own songs, playing guitar and singing. And I was trying to do different clips and find something that would stick and work. And I started doing these really cute videos with my family, like my nieces and nephews that I have a ton of and getting, seeing if they can sing. And those videos did pretty well. So I tried to do more of them, but I only have so much family that I can get through. So, um, I don't know. It was a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of time for me, I found not much reward but then i kind of yeah, gave yeah. up and i've gotten busy but i i really do want to get back into it it was fun it just it sort of became not fun after a while and it felt like why am i doing this if i'm not having fun and it's not really doing anything i i think a lot of artists struggle with the same thing because ultimately i think a lot of artists look at what everybody else is doing and think yeah. i've got to do that and it's really true. True. Yeah. And it's actually about trying to find your vehicle, which is slightly different from everybody else's. But I, I think part of the problem is that almost the industry and advice and everything else says there's a way to do it. Do you think that's the case? Is that yeah. part of the problem? I think you're I think we're always trying to find the formula. What's going to work? What's going to mm. take off? Um, and it's a lot of trial and error. Um, a lot of error. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think there is a lane for everybody. I think there's enough space for everyone. It's just finding that lane and, and having the people find you. So it's using the hashtags and trying to utilize the tool because that's what it is. Uh, but it can be challenging until you finally find that thing that clicks. But I do well, think it's you, necessary and helpful. It is. It is. I mean, it's quite useful to, to look at what other people are doing in a way and trying to get that. But, you know, the one thing that works really, really well is is the element of surprise when we don't know that it's going to happen and it's kind of a surprise to us 
then that's when it that's when it comes in that's when it works when i was young i never needed any now you see if you'd have started singing them and we duetted together that would have that would have been a wonderful surprise oh and do you want to try again <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind i can if you do when i was young where, where which key do you want uh that can work wait yeah. when i was young i never needed, never needed anyone i gotta find yeah, the harmony yeah are we gonna be oh, yeah. famous now <laughs> that that has just made us famous just for just that little bit just that little bit right there finally at, at long last at long last we've arrived what, what got what got you into uh, making music in the first place? I've always, always, always made music. I started writing songs when I was a kid, um, just for fun. It was mostly about like my cute baby cousins and stuff. And then I remember hearing on the radio that um, Enrique Iglesias started writing when he was thirteen, and I was thirteen, wow. and I was like, I gotta go. I'm already behind. So I started writing songs, and they were really bad like terrible like i was copying britney spears and those people i was listening to at the time um but it's a muscle and you have to work it and get life experience so you can actually write about something um but i just always sang i always wanted to be a singer i was a really big disney kid and i wanted to be ariel and Belle and sing all those songs and i just always wanted to be a singer there's never been anything else you see that's the thing i don't think there's such a thing as bad I think it's just before, you know, mm. I think we should start transplanting the word bad with before and then everything's fine. Because if, if we understand that it's a journey and we're on that journey, what you have to have the before before you get to good. You have to have good before you get to brilliant. You have to get brilliant before you get to amazing and whatever, yeah. whatever the next. Yeah, it's, the all next practice. Term is. it's all practice. It's all practice. It's learning um i mean especially with songwriting it's learning when is structure important and helpful and when can you throw it out the window and um ha having it as a tool to sit down and be able to put your emotions into something i think is really healthy and really good and that's where the best songs come from like the worst times of my life is when i've written the best songs or when i've been the most frustrated um or upset and it's easier to write songs from that place but to be able to have that is such a gift and with singing it's i always thought i don't need singing lessons because i can already sing and then i worked with a producer who was like no you should start taking some singing lessons and just get better you have raw talent but you need to hone it and so i started seeing a vocal coach and i still see him every once in a while um just for a tune-up because i have found everything has improved since i've started working on it and it's been really important for me to always want to be the best that i can be um and so learning technique and learning to project and when to use dynamic and how to do that in a way that doesn't wreck your voice and like my range and everything has has grown over the years and so i think it's so important yeah to just start somewhere whether it yeah. feels good or sounds good or what uh, the other thing about vocal coaches which is quite interesting is that quite often that they pick up on bad habits yeah and especially yeah. You know, if you, if you had a like, if you had a childhood where you were listening to, and there's no no, I'm not saying anything bad about Britney Spears or 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 you know Disney princesses or whatever. But if you had a childhood listening to to someone who's who's got such a unique voice as Britney Spears, there's the temptation in one's head 
to, you know, do that thing with your voice to make you sound a little bit like Britney Spears. And then, yeah. you know, that doesn't necessarily. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely your voice, have influences right? for sure. Um, yeah. and, and you do pick up on little things they do. Like when I was a teenager and I first started, actually my vocal coach, this is so funny you're saying this. My vocal coach, when I first started seeing him, uh, it's called a vocal fry, the thing that Britney Spears does, like that. Oh, baby. And so I started adopting oh, that. Yeah. And go. my vocal coach yeah. was like, why are you doing a vocal fry? Like, you don't need to do that right now. Like, just use your normal voice. And I was like, oh, like, you don't even realize until someone points it out. You just think that's how I sing. We don't even recognize how we pick up on these things and start to use use it ourselves. That little clip right there, which we're going to pick out with the fro vocal fry with yeah. the Britney. See, that's the yeah. bit that will go viral. See? Okay. I'm See how just it, just, it just, yeah, exactly. It just comes up from behind you and just, you know, you just it. don't know you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of what you were listening to outside of that, as you got into, as you got into music, what, what was, what inspired you in your writing? In my writing, I started to notice singers that were, telling a story and actually writing about something that felt real. Um, I think you get to an age where you start to experience life a little bit more. Like it's hard as a teenager when you don't have so much experience to write about. Um, you think high school's the worst and that's about it. That's all your focus. Um, and boys and girls, whatever. But see, I, I just- I wrote about Tolkien. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't get there. I never I wrote was a bit about of a nerd. I just like read all of these big books and I thought, you know, so I just like had mythical creatures and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds fun. You know? That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, it meant, I didn't it, get it, there. It, it, it influenced the music a little bit though. That's the, that's the only thing we tended to go off into sort of like 20 minute epics just to, to, to unwind and tell these stories and, and face makeup and lots of, um costumes and stuff as well yeah but you know everyone has to start somewhere when are we going to see that on tiktok <laughs> oh it's probably already there um <laughs> so you were saying that you know you didn't have the life experiences so what what you but you enjoyed listening to people or you understood that you enjoyed listening to people that told stories so yeah, did you pick up yeah. some of the some of I the kind really, of nuances of storytelling then yes something that actually makes you feel connected like oh I I know what that feels like I know what that means and so I started to pay attention to that I'm like I want to make people feel that I don't want to just write for the sake of writing just to make music I I want it to have meaning um because I think that's how you really connect with people um and I don't think you should do anything that doesn't mean something so I started really paying attention to um, Elton John and the lyrics in, in his songs that him and Bernie wrote. And I started to pay attention to other artists that like my parents were listening to, like from the 80s and 70s and um, recognizing that they're actually telling a lot of stories. Even though I've heard these songs a million times or still on the radio, when you listen to the lyrics of like 70s and 80s rock band music, like they tell a lot of stories and there's a lot of heartbreak there. Um, so I just started to notice that. And I started to, to try to write from a place that was real and meant something. Yeah. I, I like that. 
for for me early on i you know one of the the first i'm gonna i'm gonna make an admission now one of the first artists that i really gravitated towards was and he was in the 80s was nick kershaw because i felt that nick kershaw he was he was making pop records but he was making pop records that actually had some kind of uh real depth to them both in terms of the actual music you know he he put key changes in there and and you know use harmonies and things which which some other people weren't doing and he had like proper guitar solos and stuff like that but also you know some of his some of the things that he was singing about were just a, seemed to be a lot deeper or had had more depth to them as well than some people that were just sort of you know telling us to love somebody or whatever What's and it one was of his you know um one of his biggest songs would be i won't let the sun go down on me do you know that one oh, okay, i okay. won't let the sun go down on me i won't let the sun go down you know that one yeah, yeah. i didn't I just, know the yeah, name yeah yeah there's a lot of meaning there it sounds like a simple concept but when you think about it there's there's depth there there's a lot of depth there yeah no absolutely and i i you know and from there on in it was like i was trying to find people that were like had that depth because i think that's yeah. i think that's important you know as someone you to look to as a songwriter sure if all you want to do is make pop that has kind of like you know something to dance to or whatever mm -hmm. fine but mm -hmm. if you want to write songs that actually draw people in and have different meanings for different people as well. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the other great thing. There's mm -hmm. kind of, I'm kind of drawn to ambiguity as well. Are you kind of drawn to ambiguity in lyrics or do you want it? Do you want the story to be told straight? I like both. I like both. I, I do like a, like a universal idea. Um, I think you can always put your own meaning into something and that's what makes a great song. Is it even if someone's telling a specific story, there's still elements you can, probably relate to and put your own meaning into yeah and that so then i want to know further down the path so as you you started off there but were there as you as you then started listening to other stuff where where did that go where did your ear go then i it's interesting because i have this conversation with a lot of people that are not into music like making music um like one of my sisters never listens to lyrics, never pays attention to lyrics. It's the first thing I notice. I, when I hear a song for the first time, I'm listening for lyrics and I'm listening for vocals. And then I hear mm. everything after that um, because that's, that's what I do, write lyrics and sing songs. So I listen for that. And so I, I'm drawn to different artists for different reasons. It might be the storytelling like with Taylor Swift. It might be the vocals like for Tori Kelly. And then I'm I'm pulling from both. I'm drawing from both, and they're very different artists with very different focuses and different careers. Um, but I find inspiration from different people for different reasons. So it's not always just oh I like this song. It's like I really like how she sings this or he sings this, um, or I really like these lyrics. That's really clever. Um, and so I find inspiration there. So then like once I once I got a little bit older, my I started looking for different things in different artists. Um, and so like and my favorite singer is Tori Kelly. I think. She is unreal, can sing anything. It's effortless. Her technique is incredible. Her runs are amazing. 
Um, she is so, so talented and I think she should be bigger than she is, but yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different bands and artists I'm drawn to for different reasons. Yeah. So if someone's got a, a, a very unique voice or a, a voice that just <clears throat> makes the song stand out, however the song mm -hmm. is, just because, because of the vocal delivery, you're kind of drawn to that. Yeah. Like Celine Dion. Oh, she was one of my biggest, biggest influences growing up. And so when I when I was take, I was singing in a choir and we would have um, uh, our recitals and we get to do a solo, I would almost always pick a Celine Dion song <laughs> every time. Never failed. But, but again, not with the Celine Dion isms in it. Well, you, I you would, would mimic and... those for sure. I oh, guess, you yeah. would mimic those. Yeah. And I think I learned a lot though because it stretched my range and it stretched mm. my how I was doing runs and um all that kind of stuff because i was learning it's like when you're when you're growing up and you're figuring out your instrument you have to listen to others so that you can learn how they do it and then i think it, it can be easy to get lost in that and start mimicking um if you're not but able if you to focus on things like the breathing or whatever if you can yeah. if you actually listen and watch them and you go oh actually they're managing to hold that note for longer because of the way that they deliver it and their breath yeah. Except, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun. It is fun. I bet there's people listening that have never played this game before. You're there's a whole world here which you're completely missing out on. Yeah. Right. Trust me. When you when you when you get into singing, then you and you really focus on how singers deliver. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely it fascinating. Thing. It's yeah. It's hard. It's not easy to sing and do it well. Um, my vocal coach likes to say it's the same as talking. Like when when you're born, you're you're just mimicking what you hear. You're not being taught technique. And so a lot of people have just natural vocal strain because they're not speaking properly and using your vocal cords properly and breathing properly. And um, and we never learn that. And so by the time you're 80 years old, your voice is hoarse and it's like there's damage to it. And it's the same with singing. Like if you're not even screamo, like that's technique. That's not just them screaming their brains out. Like there's technique there. Because otherwise they'd only do it one night. Yeah, it's not sustainable if you're not using proper technique and you won't have a career. Um, yeah. So having a vocal coach has honestly, like his name is Falconer Abraham. He's amazing. I've known him since I was a little baby at 18 years old. And he has, he is amazing and just has taught me so much, not only as a, as a, vocalist but like about myself and my own instrument because we we all have different sounds and different like he likes to say my voice is more lyrical so I I can't actually get like a raspy edgy sound just naturally I don't have that I could probably fake it but it's not sustainable because then I'm not using my instrument the way it's meant to be used so learning your own voice or your own instrument and and growing in that is really important and protecting it along the way Mm -hmm. Now, if you listen to, if that's the way you listen to music and you kind of gravitate first and foremost to the singer, how does that translate yeah. over when you write music? Do you start with a vocal line or do you start with something else? It's different every time. I, it depends what I'm inspired by. Like if I'm just sitting down in my room playing guitar, then I'll probably come up with a melody line first. Um, if I'm in a studio session with other people, um, we're, we're trying to come up with a concept typically, 
first and foremost. And so you're working with words and you're working with ideas until you land on something and you flesh it out. Um, it's different every time. Like just uh, maybe two weeks ago, I was on a walk and I was just thinking about like, this is my brain seasons and like, cause the trees are all dead and it's snowy here right now in Canada. So I was just thinking about like seasons and the meaning behind that and how like that is life and it has seasons and some of them are hard and some of them are for growing and some of them are for letting things go and dying. I was just thinking of the symbolism there. And so I, I had come up with a couple lines and a melody and I, I never take my phone with me usually when I'm out on a walk. And I had my phone with me that day. And so I was able to pull it out and sing into it. And then I got home and I got my guitar out and I started figuring out the right key and kind of working with the melody that I had come up with. Um, and so it's just, it just depends where I am, what I'm hearing, what I'm inspired by, um, or if I'm going through something and I'm quite literally crying, I'll sit down and after I've composed myself, be like, there's a song here and try to work something out. So it just depends. Sometimes it's a word, sometimes it's a melody. It differs. What about sounds? Because sounds are a, a, another element to, to music. Do you get quite invested in the sound of a, within songs yourself? Or is that something you prefer to leave to a producer? Do you prefer to like work on the embodiment, if you like, of a song and then go, actually, if it's going to have a there or a there or whatever there, yeah. I'd, I'd like you to do that? Yeah. I don't get too hung up on that stuff because I'm I'm not a producer. Um, so I typically do focus on like I want the vocals to be perfect and I want the lyrics to to really land with people. So I'll focus more on that stuff. And I do trust the producer because um, when you're working with someone, it's typically because you've had a connection in some way. Um, and so I do trust them. But I'll definitely say like, oh, I don't know if I really like that sound there or like want it to sound a little more like this but we also have a conversation before before like they'll start production and be like this is kind of the mood we're going for the vibe the sound um and then if I don't like something and it really stands out to me I'll say it but typically I'm I don't really get hung up on that stuff yeah we've had a I've had a lot of guests recently talk about how they with a producer they actually uh create a playlist first of mm -hmm maybe influences do, do you do that as well do you, you you go well actually I'd like this to one you know I'd like the guitar to sound a little bit like Fleetwood Mac or I'd like the you know I'd like the drums to sound a little bit like Metallica probably not both together because it might it might might not go but you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah 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 I only did that for the first time um this past summer I went to LA to work with this producer Justin Gray and he asked me to put together a playlist first. We hadn't met in person before. We had um, we had talked and emailed and had a couple phone calls. But he said, put together a playlist. Doesn't matter what it is, who it is. Um, it can be something from Adele. And then there can be something from, you know, Meatloaf, Metallica, whatever it is. And he's like, and I'll, I'll try to find the common threads there. Um, and so I, I did. I put together a playlist. I sent it to him. And he came back and said, okay, I can tell that you really like uh, more simple verses and then a really big epic chorus. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's amazing. <laughs> so how it was quite a liberating. Yeah, quite a liberating experience that then. Yeah, it was really cool. It was yeah. really cool. And I did give a, like some notes. I was like, oh, you know, I might have chose this song because of this. But he came back after and said, this is what I got from this. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. That's really cool. What's the hardest part of the music 
business for you is it you know I mean it sounds like you enjoy doing the writing and everything else but what what part of the being a musician being a recording artist do you find the hardest bit the business (laughs) I'm not business minded I have had a really hard time with figuring out um I mean, it's everything, everything from having to think about money and like here you can apply for grants in Canada. We have a pretty good government arts program. Um, and even when I was signed to the, a record label in in New York, it was a joint venture. So they still expected me to be doing a lot of the stuff myself, um, which was really hard because I'm like just really a creative and ha- I can learn and I am capable when I have to be, but I don't enjoy that side of things. And I would rather have someone else do that for me and just keep me in the loop. Um, so yeah, learning, learning the business and having to deal with lawyers and contracts and getting money and then business plans and marketing plans, like all that stuff is not my favorite. (laughs) I think that's the same. I actually think that's the same for a lot of business people. And I don't think it just fits into the stall of musicians. I actually think there's a lot of business people out there who are started their business because they are creative in one sense or another. They they mm-hmm. may have come up with an idea or they come up with ideas that the world needs. Yeah. And they want to execute those ideas, but all the rest of it that, you know, like having to do your figures and, having to fill this in and having to sort that out is, is not them. Yeah. Their focus is just over there. In a sense, it's about creating a team around you. Is it Mm -hmm. not that can, that can work with you? Are are you, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're getting there with finding the team? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey. I've had so many teams over the years, Uh, people (laughs) that have come and gone and opportunities that have come and gone. Um, and so since I've left the record label, I feel like I am starting to, that was like during COVID. So I, I feel like just now I'm starting to finally, um, have a team and like get, get back into doing things and see things moving, um, as an independent artist, because you have to have a team because I can't do it all. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I just want to show up and sing. And that's just not how things work. Um, so I have a great manager. funny enough, who's from the record label I left, we stayed in touch and he reached out to me just in the fall and was like, Hey, I'm getting into management. I'd love to manage you. And so he's really great with, um, the business side. And I, I do have people that have even just offered to be sounding boards and, um, like, yeah, they're in business or or whatever and have an accountant and like all those things. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's tough. So you, you need people and you, none of us do this alone. Like when you see someone as an artist, even like a, like me, a solo artist, I do nothing myself. I work with songwriters and producers. I have a manager. I have usually a team of people helping me with everything. So I think that's the one thing people forget is like an artist is not, it's not just them. And if it is like my hat's off to those people. There are some I have come across that get the business side of things, do most things by themselves and and somehow make it work. But that's that's not me. And I need my people. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've met a few of those on here. Um, they are people that obviously uh, work 25 hours a day, eight days a week, um, and can That's exist on thin air. Yeah, 
they literally can exist on thin air. They don't have time to eat. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's amazing actually that I can normally see them on the screen. I, they should be just like wafer thin, um, but but there you go. Yeah. What's 2024 going to hold for you? What what what's the next phase for you? Well, since I'm getting things moving again as an independent artist, um, yeah, it's really just like putting that team in place, which is starting 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 to happen. I'm starting to see it really take form. Um, I'm writing and recording demos of new new music and some of it old music that I never did anything with. And so I went back and finished stuff and, and was able to record demos. So it's exciting because I, I always had, um, like it was always important for me to be an artist that makes music with a message that has meaning. And that will always be true. That's, that's very important to me always. Um, but I never, I never really explored the songs that I wrote about boys or relationships or life. Like I've been through a lot and written songs about it. Um, and so I'm finally letting myself not completely step away from being like an artist with a message, but I'm letting myself record songs that like, are just you know about a boy or whatever because i never really released those but i have those experiences um so i'm i'm kind of not i guess i'm going in a new direction like from what i did before like it sounds different it it's, feels different um it's a lot more of me like just writing sitting down and writing songs on guitar by myself like i've always worked with songwriters um, but i've always written these songs by myself and so when we're in a session it's like oh yeah, let's write this song and that's going to make the album or that's going to be the next single. Um, and I don't often like bring those songs to the table that I've just written by myself. So I'm starting to explore that. And it's a different sound. Like it's more singer songwriter. Um, like I kind of want to reference Cheryl Crow, like where she's a little bit, um, a little bit more singer songwriter, a little bit country and a little bit rock. Um, Cause that's, that's, I think where I want to go. And get away yeah. from the more poppy and why, stuff. And why not? Because all you want to do is have some fun. And I, yeah, I was thinking, I'm not the only one. Now, right at the beginning of this, I tried to get you to sing all by myself. And I was thinking just then, when when you were saying all of that, I was thinking there's there would be a great title. When, when you have completed this, uh, and it's all together as an album. There's a great title for the album, All By Myself, because that's what mm. you will have done. You will have brought it all together, all by yourself, in a kind of new and fantastic way. Um, and maybe that is. Maybe maybe you've rewritten the classic. Maybe. There you go. And yeah. if that's the title of my album or EP or whatever, I'll give you the credit. Oh, thank you so much. It probably <laughs> You'll be famous. Be, but if it is. <laughs> if it is, then yeah, uh, it won't be the I think I yeah. always relied on other people very heavily. I think I didn't trust myself to be able to do it. I think I always thought everyone else knows better. Um, and I, I want to learn from people and I want to do things right, um, which usually led to me doing things wrong and not making the right choice, not going in the right direction, not bringing in the right people because I listened to everyone else around me for so long, which is a good thing and I've learned a lot, but I've also made a lot of mistakes because I trusted other people more than I trusted myself. Um, so I'm learning, I think you're right, like all by myself is kind of a theme. Like I'm learning that I do know some things. It's, I'm not 18 years old anymore and I've had a lot of experiences and it's been really hard and it's been a really long journey. 
Um, but at this point, like, I, I just want to make the music I want to make. I want to work with the people I want to work with and I want to have fun doing it. And I think I've, I've, yeah, gotten to a point where I can trust myself more and that I, I do know some things and I've been through it. So here we go. I think this is going to be a very exciting year for you, Rachel. I, I look forward yeah. to seeing you do what you need to do. Thank Come you. out of your shell and, and yeah. blossom as a as a, as an artist in 2024. Yeah, it sort of feels yeah. like uh oh my gosh, I'm referencing Hillary Duff. She had an album called Metamorphosis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Hillary Duff. There's a there's a name from the past. Remember? Uh, Remember Hillary? Of course. Uh cheaper by the dozen. Uh, but, and yeah. uh, you know, all of those wonderful films with um uh Steve Martin. Uh, where she played, uh, oh, yeah. where yeah, she yeah. played the the older the eldest daughter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Coming out of the shell, metamorphosis, whatever it is, I'm. I wanna, yeah, Frank Sinatra, do it my way. Oh, I love that, Rachel. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, for great. anyone Thank who you. hasn't checked out Rachel's music, please go and do it now. Um, we shall put some links. Uh, to to the various bits on this as it goes out, and um, and expect to see her Britney Spears impersonation uh, going <laughs> viral across the interweb uh, very shortly. Which you know, I, if 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 that breaks your career, you know, and and you suddenly become massive just because of that that two seconds. Who knows? I, 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 I will never be able. To, well, then no, and then we, we'll, I'll never be able to make make sense of what does go and what doesn't go uh, viral out there it's just it's just a crazy thing it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank your manager for putting us in touch as well that's that's a wonderful thing everybody yeah. it's been a wonderful rachel Bourne. um if you've enjoyed this folks uh please do like share repeat and all of that sort of thing share share it with your friends your family your dog uh and all, all of that um you can find this uh if you haven't already because you're listening to it now on spotify <laughs> Uh, as well as the old YouTube and everything else. We're, we will be seeing you soon for more My Music. Until then, yeah. thanks for listening. Bye for now.